up to and including death. My name is Dr. Patricia Gross Brewer. <laughs> that must be a new pronunciation of it because I've never heard it like that. Well, how do you say your name? Just John Brewer. Well, our our last names, they're... <gasps> they're magically the same. How did that happen? I have no idea. Wait, I mean, you're supposed to know how it happened, though, because we got... You know, it was. Oh, big... we got married. Yeah, we got married on Saturday. I almost forgot. It's not like you haven't said it seventeen thousand times every day. Since Look, Friday. man, you're only newlyweds <laughs> once, and we're on our honeymoon, and it's only oh. been three days. <coughs> yes. Get, get off of my butt. Okay, wife. Okay, husband. He's so cute, everybody. He was very handsome on the big day. What did you think about the ceremony? Was it beautiful? It was wonderful. My brother was the minister. He did a great job. Shout out to Stephen. Everyone should have him as their minister. He's going to love that I suggested that. He's going to start getting shout outs on Facebook being like, hey, come be our minister. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be thrilled. Yeah. Stephen was the minister. It was very wonderful. My other three brothers kind of walked me down the aisle and then one brother... Well, two walked me down the aisle and one walked me up the stage because the stage was insanely high and my dress was very long. With narrow railless steps. Narrow railless steps and I was wearing murder shoes because I decided to follow the long tradition of women wearing ridiculous shoes to their wedding. But But I did have a sparkly dress. Gotta perpetuate the stereotypes. And you had a handsome gray suit. Sure. You look so good. Oh, I'm glad with, you liked it. With your slippery head. <laughs> That's what my Nana said when when she first saw John on Skype or not Skype. What am I in 1994? No, um, Skype still exists. I know. And is used every day. But on uh, on FaceTime, Nana was like, "Look, he's got such a slippery head." <laughs> it was very cute. She wasn't able to be there, but we missed her very much. We had a wedding. And everything went well, despite the fact that the venue fired everyone that worked there and didn't talk to us until, like, two days before the wedding. Well, the one guy who was working there was phenomenal. Yeah, the one guy that showed up, it turns out he's really good at his job. What's his name? His name is Mike. Mike, if you're going to get married at the Calumet Theater in Calumet, Michigan, you want to go with Mike. You want to go with Julie Courtright, who owns the Bonfire Bar and Grill, or Steakhouse, I can't remember what the last part of it, set the Continental Fire Company up in Houghton, Michigan, and that food was awesome at the wedding. Yes, it was very, very good. You're going to want to go to Bobby for flowers. Her her company's called Protea Floral Designs, I believe. Beautiful flowers. They were so, like, they were so intense and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, everything was perfect. Yeah, and then you're you're gonna want to go to Bucko's. Bucko's. Yeah, Bucko's party store. Bucko's Bucko's party store. It's a block away from the venue, and that's where you're gonna get your two cases of prosecco. <laughs> and with that, I'm gonna uh, do a quick pivot into Brewers Brews. I'm currently drinking some of that wedding prosecco. We didn't have that much left. What was the brand on that? La Marca. Oh, that's your favorite. Very, it's my favorite. It doesn't give me migraines, even though I drank quite a bit of it on my wedding day, our wedding day. What are you currently drinking, darling? I am drinking the UP Whitbeer from Keweenaw Brewing Company in Houghton, Michigan. Ooh. We just stopped there and filled a growler, so. So, dear listeners, it's a very special type of beer because 
John and I went on our first date at that very brewery. Yes, we did. You were so handsome. It was a long time ago. Your beard was so much shorter. It was. But you, your eyes were just as clear and pure. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm not sure either, but I'm into it. I thought you were going to notice how long my eyelashes were. They were very long and beautiful. And that's the softest thing I've ever said. <laughs> Letter Kitty made it. <laughs> Guys, we are on our honeymoon in the beautiful Cedar Point cabins. Is this technically Eagle Harbor? I believe it is Eagle Harbor. It's We're kind of equidistance between Eagle Harbor and Copper Harbor, uh, which is, if you can believe there's north of us, there is. And that's where we are right now. I heartily recommend it for a trip. It has been absolutely divine. Yeah, it's perfect. It's only half an hour away from where we live, too. Yeah, and it feels like miles or years away. Yeah, we're in um, a beautiful cabin. This one has Wi-Fi. Which means that we can watch Cabin in the Woods. And it has cable, so we can watch the Islanders kicking butt in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, so when we got up here on Sunday, (laughs) I took a nap after eating some snacks and drinking a little bit. And you you drank and ate some snacks and watched the Islanders game. Yes, watched them win game one of the semifinals. And I had a great nap. And then we went to the Harbor House, which was very fabulous. Beautiful views. The wild thing about having a wedding in the UP, that is the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, in June, and is that even if it's an evening wedding, so our wedding was at four, and the dinner started I think at five thirty six o'clock. We had a cat, we had a four four thirty wedding, and then we had pictures, and uh, we did a uh, like a cocktail hour, and then dinner. It was light out when we left the venue at ten. Yeah. And I think it was after 10. It was still very bright out when we left that venue. And it's pretty it's pretty wild to me that that is the case. <laughs> um, because I never saw darkness that night. No. No. Because we were, well, in the room at least. In an internal room. That in didn't have- personal? Our, no, we didn't have an internal room. We had a room that had the, sh- oh, the, the curtain shut. the curtains shut. were close. I was like, I- so I woke up in the morning and the curtains were like, there was like a little crack in the curtains and the sun was rising my eyes. I woke up a little early. But we had a phenomenal time. Lots of family and friends. Hadn't seen in a yeah. while. COVID is gone forever, right, John? Yeah. Not really. No. But we did follow all the precautions that are state required. Um, you know, only seats of eight people. Very much social distancing. This reason we got married in a theater with a small group of people because everyone could spread out to their their best comfort levels. Um, we, you know, yeah, we were well below fifty percent capacity. Oh, most we were, of us are vaccinated. So I would say that everyone but the kids, everyone that I know of, that everyone yeah. that we I talked to inside of my family has been vaccinated, except for kids because the Pfizer vaccine is hard to get. Yes. Yeah. So I think that, but we did pretty good. Yeah. And I feel great. I'm very happy to be here with you in this cabin in the woods. Well, yes. A cabin in the woods, huh? A cabin in the woods, indeed. I love this 2011 horror comedy. I'm sorry. I'm giving away. That's your job. I'm sorry. That's okay. You That's can, okay? Because yeah, I freaking love this movie. I know you haven't know. seen it. Uh, you have it. seen it, but you don't remember it too well. No, it was 10 years ago when I saw it, and I only seen it once. Yeah. I saw this in theaters with some philosophy friends, and I loved it. And they were like, why do you like this so much? This was weird. I'm like, you don't understand, man. (laughs) (laughs) But we're in a cabin in the woods, 
And boy, am I excited to watch The Cabin in the Woods with my newly minted husband. I'm minted now? You're minted. You have a very shiny ring on. I do, in fact, have a shiny ring on. John has tungsten and I have gold because John has to work with very caustic materials and I like shiny things. Mm -hmm. And so I have gold. It works well. (laughs) Yes, yes, very well. Is there anything that you want to tell the people about this beautiful movie? Well, it was directed by Drew Goddard and uh-huh. his first, his directorial debut, mm-hmm. and written by uh, Goddard and Joss Whedon, mm. who most people know, right? Yeah, he's gotten in some heat lately, but I like this movie a lot. Yeah. And it stars Chris Hemsworth, so you got your eye candy for this one, right? You know, I hear that they uh, they push this because he was in another very important movie in 2010. When the, this was originally supposed to be released, so they pushed the release of this so that his other fancy movie in, in Chris Hemsworth can oh. become more of a, a heavy name. According to Wikipedia, though, it was shelved due to financial difficulties. That's not what I heard. And it was sold to Lionsgate when it was originally supposed to be produced by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer and United Artists. Well, MGM definitely had some issues, has issues. Yeah. Well, the film did pretty well mm-hmm. when it... Uh, at the box office, it grows sixty-six and a half million. What was its budget? A Thirty million dollar budget. Woo! So doubled its. its so budget. it has a Hemsworth in it, but this again, two thousand eleven. You got to remember, this is like right at the beginning of the Hemsworth. When did Thor come out? I don't even remember. Type 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 type. Yeah. Well. You're making me look shit up. I know, but this is—I think people love this about you. You're so good. 2011. So, yeah, and May 6, 2011. So go back to the cabin in the woods. When did that come out? December 2011. Wow. It was no, it was released in April of no. uh, in the U.S. Yeah, it premiered at Butnamathon. Whatever that is. It's a film festival in Austin, So, well, Texas. Chris Hemsworth came out. What else has he been in besides before Cabin in the Woods? Then. Let's uh, let's have a look. Oh, interesting. Home and Away. It's an American or an, a television series. Okay, yeah. from Australia. Yeah, we wouldn't have seen that. Well, his worldwide recognition. Oh, he's so it was started in two thousand and eleven. That's so interesting. And be- it started at this time. This is his beginning. Oh, well, in two thousand and six, he was on Dancing with the Stars Australia. Oh my gosh. You didn't go outside of the. He must have been a freaking baby chicken. How? What? How? What year was he born? He was born 83. in eighty three. He's two years older than me. And in two thousand six, he was in. I was just graduating. No, is it? I just yeah, I was just graduating college around there. And this wow. guy is on Dancing with the Stars. He's already so far in his career that he's on Dancing with the Stars, trying to get it back. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So Chris Hemsworth, very. Uh, I mean, it's a handsome dude. Yeah. There's the whole swaths of the first Thor movie I don't remember because he takes his shirt off at some point and then I just blacked out. I'm like, oh, oh. you know, you wake up and he's back in clothes and you're like, what happened? I don't know. I remember the beginning of Thor very well. Well, he's not shirtless at the beginning of Thor. I didn't remember him ever taking his shirt off. Well, there you go. Maybe because you blacked it out too. You're like, oh. Well, it's pretty quite. It's quite nice. It's quite nice. It also stars Kristen Connolly. Yeah, she's great. Am I supposed to know who she is? Click on her name and let's find out. Man, Wikipedia is great. Let's see. She became a household name in Cabin in the Woods. Yep. 
She was on House of Cards, which I have never seen one episode of. I've never of. seen that, but she was in College Humor Shorts, which I didn't Zoo, remember. Which I've never seen. Yeah. Let's look through her filmography. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods is the only thing I've seen of her films. Okay. And I have seen zero of her TV shows. Can I just say about 2022, she's coming out in a movie called Deep Water, which sounds wonderfully terrible, and I can't wait to see it when it comes out. So I don't know this lady. No, but she kind of looks like people like Unbreakable Kimmy Kimmy Schmidt. I do know Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, but you got to... Go ahead. Oh, we watched her mom recently, right? We watched... I can't say the things I used to say to you because you're my husband and I have to defer to you. That's what my brother said, right? He said I have to defer to you all the time and you are the head of the household. No. The reason that we wanted Stephen to do it is because we knew that he... we, We... Knew we wanted to get married, but we didn't really want to make our own vows because we couldn't be trusted not to really be silly in a very important situation. So we wanted Stephen to be the grown-up for us, and he was. He did a fantastic job. And this uh, movie also has one of my favorite character actors, Mm -hmm. Bradley Whitford. He's so wonderful in this. I love... Well, I don't remember him in this. You don't remember his character in this? No, no, I don't. I don't remember Okay. I remember him in Billy Madison. Click on click on the person's name <laughs> while we're while this is our uh, wonderful uh, <laughs> this is our wonderful let's watch Wikipedia with John and Trish Brewer. Hey, he's from Madison, Wisconsin. This is a really tricky thing for me, people, because I have difficulty pronouncing the name Brewer, and that is now my last name, and I think it's a pretty cruel thing, Trish Brewer. Is a hard thing. I don't know if it's a southern thing. Like, I don't have too much of a southern accent, but... Um, except when I say, I don't have too much of a southern accent, but... No. I don't have too much of one, but when I try to say brewer, it comes all out. Oh, he's been in everything, hasn't he? Yeah. He's always slimy. And Billy but Madison, I like him. he was perfect. He was perfect? Yes. You gotta watch that, like, oh. independent of the podcast, of course. Yes. I love that movie. It's so good. You know what movie I'm excited to see that has nothing to do with him is The Conjuring 3. Yeah. And I think it would be really fun, John, to do like a Conjuring week or maybe weekend. Maybe a two-week thing where we watch two Conjuring movies in one week. And there's three Conjuring movies. And then there's a bunch of Annabelle movies, which are related. And then there are a bunch of... Um, there's one called The Nun I haven't seen yet. Maybe we can watch it from the beginning. Yeah. It'd be fun. Deal? Deal. Deal. So, Cabin in the Woods. Yes. I'm so excited to watch this movie. What do you remember about it? Almost nothing. Almost nothing. Do you know that there's a Cabin in the Woods? I know there's a Cabin in the Woods. And I remember everybody saying, don't watch the trailer. Don't read anything about it. Go into it cold or it'll be ruined. Yes. So it's kind of cool that I'm going into it cold for a second time. Because I do not remember it at all. You don't remember... Even your favorite characters, what he does in this movie. No. Were you, like, did you fall asleep during this movie? I drank a lot ten years ago. Oh, yeah? I don't know. (laughs) You're so goofy. Was this one of those weekends where you, like, had off and, like, no one was in the house, all the kids were away that weekend, and you were, like... I would binge a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. So this was probably one of, like, five movies I watched At, like, 2 in the morning in, like, 2012 or something. I just remember everybody raving about it, like, on Doug Loves Movies. Yeah. So I watched it right when I was able to, when it came out on DVD. 
So you lucky son of a gun. Now this does say 13th April 2012 USA. That's when it was released in the released. U.S. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, they waited a y- until Hemsworth was popular for a year because Thor came out in May 2011. Yeah. Sorry, that was my well, giant they ring said it was hitting released my glass. After Star Trek, as well, that Chris Hemsworth was it. Oh, because Lee. I was like, wait, wasn't that Liam? But isn't his brother the one that plays his dad in that? No. I would never have watched. He was this. in Star Trek. Yes, that's what it said on Wikipedia, and I would never watch a Star Trek movie, so I'll have to base any experience you on know, you. You did such a good job being like my, you know, impressing my brothers this week, except for the Star Trek thing. And I'm pretty sure you know Stephen listens to this podcast and that you are just doing a personal dig against them after we thanked them all that nice stuff. No, it wasn't not. Stephen, I love you very much and I miss you. And Stephen, you are, uh, everything about you is pretty awesome except the Star Trek. Oh my God. I like Star Trek, Stephen. (laughs) But then again, I'm I'm not really the most not nerdy people. Steve and I talked a lot about how it was odd that we liked so much of the same things. And it's like almost like he taught me to do all those things, which is like, yeah, I kind of, I learned it from you, Steve. <laughs> I learned it from you. Okay, The Cabin in the Woods. I'm super excited to watch this. I want to give a quick shout out to a couple people. One is my mother, who financed a large part of our wedding and was just phenomenal this week. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to, to Leanne Deacon for keeping me sane, to Emily Smith for keeping me sane and doing some very important last-minute trips and being, uh, like, Leanne and Emily are wonderful. Sarah and Paul. Sarah and Paul had to deal with a lot of horrible travel things, along with my other dear friend, Professor Sarah, whose last name I haven't, I'm not going to say because I'm not sure if she's willing to have her last name on this podcast. I am very much enamored with my sister-in-laws for helping me out. Charlene and Elena were fantastic. My uh, brother Sammy was my groom, my bride's man and his fiance was the photographer. Amazing. The actual person who knows how weddings work. That was nice having there. So when that finally it was like, oh, there's so many people there that came and all came together to make things work. Extended family came from out of town. I was so grateful to see that. Um, and I'm probably forgetting people and I'm sorry Oh, Jeff was, uh, Jeff and Sarah were our local friends here that were so fantastic. Lots of Sarahs you might notice I have in my life, and they're all wonderful in different ways. Do you want to give any shout outs? Well, my brother Jack helped me a ton. Yeah, he did. And and Jeff as well. He helped a lot of the Same Jeff. Yes, the post-wedding logistics that (laughs) I was too busy to deal with, but I was still worried about that, uh. I felt confident that he would take care of it. Usually texting, Jeff, could you just do this thing? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. It was great. Um, So that was the quick, a quick shout out of gratefulness. Also, our four kids are pretty cool. Okay. Well, before we get into the movie, yeah, I'll give the uh, the ratings online. Oh yeah. On IMDb, a user score of seven point one out of ten. Why does it have eight U? Because I must have rated it as an eight out of ten. When I watched it 10 years ago. When you were drunk and tired? I don't know. I just don't remember it at all, but I really liked it, apparently. Excellent. And uh, a meta score of 72 out of 100. That sounds about is, right for horror movies. Yeah, that's even higher than normal on IMDb. Yeah. The, the exceptional thing is the tomato meter of the critic reviews at a 92%. Mm. A certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So good. But why a 74% audience score? Here's the thing. Is it too? Is it because it's too on the nose? That's what everything says. It's like uh, 
almost a satire of a horror, even though it's still a horror. It's a horror. It's. I think it's right there. I, can you pull up this review right here? It says is the astonishing meta feat capable of being funny, strange, and scary frequently all at the same See, time. See, this is how I feel about Tucker and Dale versus Evil, in that it is both scary and funny and strange. And so I think that this is this is what this is kind of in my wheelhouse of things that I like where it's kind of turning the thing on its head. And I'm not quite surprised the audience scores like this because there's a lot of stuff that happens in here that some people might think of as too cerebral like in the sense of like being obnoxiously like on the nose academic kind of nonsense. But I, I don't know if it's as an obnoxious academic I really enjoy. But okay. we're going to get into this discussion. And I think what we need to do is get another drink. I'm going to eat this cookie that's next to me. And we're going to start watching the show. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Hey, John. Hi. What do you think of that beginning? Um, I don't know. Where? How far along are we? We are three minutes in. So we haven't gotten that far on. It was a pretty cold open. Yeah, it was just two dudes talking. And what was the context of them talking? Um, about the problems within the company. Yeah. Yeah. And something about Stockholm went south. Yeah. And but it's pretty much two dudes talking calmly about you know their work. They're in some underground bunker situation. It looks like a. They all look like you know. Scientisty. Scientisty slash government agency. Yeah. Kind of thing. They're running something that's clandestine, but clearly kind of old pat to them. Yeah. Yeah, and they're talking about removing the cabinets from one's kitchen, one of their kitchens, and it's the actors that you like. It is. It's Bradley Whitford and the father from Step Brothers. <laughs> Every time I see him, I just think, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you said the swore word. I had to because I was just quoting the man. Like, I just like when he said he, he used to be able to be a dinosaur when he was younger. Yes. And that he just lost the habit. And Dale's just like, you can't be a dinosaur. Hmm. Sorry, I must. I drank on the podcast. I was trying to, trying to be clandestine, but I couldn't. So we've cut to the very end. They're like, "Oh, it's going to be a hard weekend," and it cuts to cabin in the woods in this big red font. And yeah. now we're hearing some like you know boppy teen music, and we're on a college campus. Okay. So what do you think about it? Where you're like, "Wow, what a wild way to start! What's happening?" No. No, you're good. You're like, "Oh, this is nice. It's fine." Yeah. Okay. Why do horror movies have such an interest in presenting mechanics as filthy? I don't know. We see it a lot. I know. But in this film, okay, so the young people, we've been introduced to them. Yep. They all vaguely resemble certain tropes, but not quite. Yeah. The athletes and the bimbos. and. Except they're all very smart college students. and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the athletes are, and one of the women are... The other one hasn't been portrayed as being... The blonde? Yeah. But she's also very funny, and she makes some very funny jokes. There's, there's a funny book joke where her, her her boyfriend is saying, where did you get these? Who gave these? I learned yeah. it from you! She yeah. runs off. But I think... I mean, later on we learn more about her, and she actually is quite smart. But um, they go to a spooky gas station that says closed, 
Yeah, I don't understand this. And one of the dudes just wonders it, not to say hello. He's not really knocking on thing. Hello, hello, is anyone here? He's just wandering around quietly, touching things. Yeah, if I went to a dusty gas station and the pumps don't look like they work, with a sign that says closed, I would drive away instantly. <laughs> I but, wouldn't be like, maybe we can find some old dirty guy in here who will sell us gas. <laughs> no, I'm going to go. <laughs> and also, like, why, why is he dirty? It's closed. He's not working right now. Why is he dirty? This one doesn't... Yeah, the other movie I could rationalize him being dirty because he was working. In wrong turn? Yes. This one, he's not. He's By the just, way, I just saw... We saw today at Walmart a... Um, we had to go in for, for vittles and other things. But at Walmart today, we saw this DVD for, the, for a remake. I didn't know it existed. And it was called Wrong Turn. Well, I suppose, actually, when I did the Google search last Still time, I noticed... Still wrong or something. I noticed it was a Wrong Turn 2017. And it's right? like, Wrong Turn, Still Wrong. <laughs> like, what? How was that the name? Okay, so we've got a bunch of teens. We've got, you know, the Joker guy. We've got the Virgin Girl, but she, as you said, she was depicted in underpants. Yeah, and usually that means... She's going to die. She is also had just gotten broken up with by her professor boyfriend. Creepy old professor boyfriend. Yeah, but she's the she's top build in this yeah. movie, so I'm guessing she's probably going to be the last girl. We got the blonde girl who is her friend. Uh, probably, I mean, uh, what, another thing that's un, a little bit unusual is they're kind of portrayed as an almost equal level hotness, but the blonde girl has just dyed her hair blonde. Yeah. And she's with Christian Hemsworth, and also Christian, Christian Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Christian's her son, but Chris Hemsworth uh, is her boyfriend, and the very handsome fellow I'm looking at at the screen right now is the dude that's in Grey's Anatomy, whose name I can't escape, I can't uh, quite remember, but his eyes are beautiful. Oh. I was wondering if it was Amazon Prime-like, where you can hover over them and it tells you who it is. I know. I was like, I thought you were just wanting to click on his eyeballs to see what no, would happen. No, if it's no. on Amazon Prime, you can hover okay. over their face and it'll tell yeah. you Yeah, well, it's the dude from Grey's Anatomy that everyone knows. That um, I think he came in the fifth, sixth season. I don't know. I, I've never before. watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I wouldn't start because that just ends badly for everybody involved. Okay, so uh, we've got some young people making already questionable choices. They're but... not questionable. They're bad. <laughs> They're bad. Which... You know, given what I know of young people. This is... But they're in college. Yeah. They shouldn't be making this blatantly obvious, horrendous Stopping at the bad guy. Oh, and another question is... So they're going to someone's cabin in the woods. Yes. name. But they have a Winnebago. Doesn't make sense. Unless if some people plan on sleeping in the cabin and some in the Winnebago. Yeah, but there's not that many people. No, maybe it's a tiny... Tiny, tiny cabin. I know, but the crazy thing about it, usually when one goes on a trip like that, you can either, in like your college kids, you can either afford the the gas to go in a regular car there. And one of them, the, the drug addict friend does have a, a car that could fit everybody. Yeah, he's got an old uh, Saab station wagon. Yeah, he's got a station wagon. It wouldn't fit the motorcycle that's on the back of the uh, Winnebago for some reason. But the whole Winnebago situation is just odd. And just, I speak as an adult person that's probably picking too much, but like, where did they get this Winnebago? How is it the plan to go camp? Winnebagos are for camping. Yes. Or for murder, but not for going to a cabin in which you're going to stay in the cabin when the cabin is a drive away. Yeah, there's a few. 
And it's still the same day, so how did they not gas up before they got into the boonies? You would think so. Winnebago's have pretty large gas tanks. Yeah. It's so, pretty absurd. Uh, I mean, low gas mileage, though. Yes, but... But they probably weren't gassed up because they're idiot teens. Well, they're not idiot teens. They're any idiot 20s. They're in the college. Yeah, it doesn't look like the sun has moved. No. Like they've been in the car for like 20 minutes. They've been like smoking and drinking. and I mean, you can think about that out here. We're in a cabin in the woods that's half an hour from our house. We are pretty remote, and I don't even know where the nearest gas station is. It's pretty far. And it's about 25 miles away. Yeah. I mean, well, no, not quite that far, but close. And I would say I've stopped at a gas station or two that looks kind of like this. I have never stopped at a gas station that been looks like, like this. Well, I mean, sometimes... I, no, I'm sorry. I've stopped at a gas station with old pumps that look like this. But oh, they, yes. they were also open, and guess what? The mechanics were clean, because that's just a bad trip. Okay, let's get going. <laughs> Hey, John. Hi. How far along are we? 18 minutes. This is a cool murder cabin, I gotta say. It's a really nice cabin. And we actually, once we, almost immediately upon coming to this cabin we're in right now, we thought, hey, we should buy a cabin. We should get a lake house property. So we've been, we called a real estate agent today. (laughs) Who knows? I don't know what's happening. But... This cabin, the first thing I could think of was like, dang, this is, it's nice. Even though it's a decrepit, you go in the thing, it's this huge clearing, but the clearing's big. Yeah. You know, and of course they parked the Winnebago. In the driveway, way far away from the cabins. Like, Like it's it's definitely blocking the driveway. And they have to carry all their stuff a country mile into the building. it doesn't make any sense because what you do is you drive up to the front, you drop your stuff off, and then you turn around so that the the thing is facing the road, but you're not blocking it. Yeah. Because. Yeah. They're supposed to be smart college students, right? Yeah, but maybe they've never been outside of college like they were in a Petri dish. Maybe. So they go into the cabin fully furnished. Again, it's not like it's the fanciest, but like we're in a pretty nice rustic cabin. It's not that rustic. It's quite nice. And so is this one. And it even has creepy decor. Lovely it's got art. scary paintings oh, of painting like of like animals getting ripped apart. Yeah, it's and, well done though. But the crazy thing about that painting is it probably still costs quite a, a quite a bit because a lot of times paintings just cost by the size of the painting. But it is still a wonderful painting. And you what can- is it covering? A two-way mirror? That's between the rooms. And the, the, the drug kid is so funny. And he goes, well, you know, in the olden days, they had to build their own interrogation rooms. Did two-way mirror technology exist when this cabin was built? <laughs> well, the thing is, the implication being, I think, that at some point someone put that in. Oh, um, yes. You know, it's like that looks like pretty fresh wood, perhaps. Yeah, but this is... Yeah, Our very handsome young boy... Uh, who is from Grey's Anatomy, who I can't remember the name of at all. We should probably look that up. <laughs> story, of the pod- story of the podcast. John yeah. and Trish Brewer talk up? about things that they should probably look up. Yeah. John's going to look it up. But So this fellow, he sees that the pretty young ingenue is taking off her clothes, and so he decides to, oh, do I tell her, do I not tell her? I don't know. And so he tells her. And apparently, you know, her friends have decided to try to hook her up with him and vice versa. Also, the sexy blonde lady that's supposed to be a ditz, you know what she is? She's pre-med. She's a smart girl. She is. Oh, that's his name is Jesse Wesley Williams. Yes. He's a director, actor, producer, and activist. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Let us continue. What do you think? Sure. Hey, he was in a video game. 
Isn't Detroit becoming human? Oh, that was good. I have it on the PS4, but I've never I've played it. I've only ever seen like parts of it. I like the the um, the company that made that did the short called Kara. It was just fantastic. Okay, right. let's get going. Those basement people, John. Yeah, it looks strikingly similar to the Evil Dead basement door. No, I mean like, I'm sorry, the basement people, they seem like they're not really on the up and up. I think they're working something. They're working oh. with this creepy guy by the by the roadside in the harbinger. Oh, I thought you were talking about the basement in the cabin in the woods that just opened up. No, I'm talking about the basement people in the cabin in the woods underneath the basement. They're the basement people that are creating all the Alberta dramas. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I think it made a lot of sense. I was trying to talk about the people beneath the basement, the people that are in the base, the sub-basement. See, that wasn't made obvious yet that they were right underneath the cabin. Ah, uh, yes. So I didn't know that. Oh. So that made no sense to me. Oh. You've seen this movie. It's so weird. It's been a very long time. Well, it's clear from the sub-basement people that they have done a lot to kind of make everybody stupider, where they've given them all, like... The hair dye had the hair dye had stuff. The the even like the the aggression's been poked po- poked up in the dudes. Like everyone's been like pumped full of chemicals. Mm-hmm. They put we find out soon that they put something in the weed of the uh, drug guy, but he's the only one that's saying don't go in the f- stupid basement. Um, but the big thing is though they have to make choices. Yeah. They had to go to a harbinger, and they talk about this. Some people talk about this. Like, look, the whole point is they got basically a creepy dude that comes at the beginning of the story that says, "Don't go down there." Yes. And so they have to choose to go down there. So it's all about the choice because they have to choose to transgress and then be punished. Yeah. Much like in every horror movie that ever existed. Morality plays. All mm-hmm. horror movies are morality plays, right? Well, we're about to watch some moral shit happening in this basement. Really? See, yeah. you're foreshadowing. 2747 is where we're at. I'm doing your job once again. But it's our job now that we're married. Mm. I just have to hold your weight. <laughs> well, it looks like you need another beer. Are you going to stick with the same one? Or are you yes. Gonna... Okay. We, we do have like a little thing about it. Okay. So should we continue? Yeah, we shall. After I get uh, more beer. Again, what's the name of that beer? Uh, UP Wit Beer from KBC, Kiwana Brewing Company. I w- Kiwana. That's what I said. You said Kiwana. I said Kiwana Brewing Company. Okay, so if you would like to talk to us about the difference between Kiwana, which John definitely just said, and Kiwana, or about your favorite kind of beer, your favorite kind of wedding food, would you please contact us at up to and including death at gmail.com or on our socials at up to and ID. With the number two. With the number two on social stuff. Or. Up to and including death.com is our is that is our website that's going to be updated at some point right yeah because we're not engaged anymore are we mister <laughs> what does that have to do with updating the website because we it says we're engaged on the oh, website and you gotta put pictures and you stuff. talked a few podcasts ago about you you know the- potato potato when okay. we when I, you know one of these days when i'm not on my honeymoon doing you know like i feel like i shouldn't have to do work on honeymoon Okay. I love you. I love you too. Go get your beer and let's watch this movie. (laughs) Hey, John. Hi. 
What uh, minute are we at? We're at 43 minutes. And could you describe the looks on the faces of the gentleman that this that we're looking at right now and the one right before? Um, slightly morose. Morose. They are... So, there's lots of betting going on in the, in the basement, people. You know, they're betting on the type of monster that's coming up, and we have zombie torture hick family that, that, yeah. that was that won. Right, and so the zombie torture hippie people coming up. Your question was, are they actors that live in the ground? It's like, no, they're the actual zombie torture hippie okay. people, right? I was trying to see where this went. If this went from, if this was supernatural or if this was robots. Yes. But the answer is yes. <laughs> and so we'll, we're going to get to learn more about the how this all works pretty soon. But it's a very technological thing that works alongside of the supernatural, and people are watching. Yeah. So at first we have a bunch of people at the, you know, in the sub-basement watching it. And eventually they're all kicked out by the two main guys, right? And there's a, um, a man, a gentleman, who is the new, um, I guess, the head guard. of security. Yeah. yeah. And his, this actor looks very familiar. I think he may have been in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I'm not sure. But anyway, so this actor is, or the, the, the guard character is being explained why this is what they're doing. It's important. Um, and they're looking for boobies and they're saying, the two main guys are saying, show us the goods. And they're looking for the goods of the blonde woman and they pump up pheromones and things like that. And the guard comes up and says, like, is this really necessary? And they said, do you think we're the only ones watching? Oh, he said, you have to keep the customers happy. Well, he says, do you think we're the uh, only ones yeah. watching? And you have to keep the customers happy as if we were watching a movie and the customers is the audience so meta so meta i love it i love it though because we have to they have to transgress they have to kill there's always like the harbinger that is super creepy and you obviously should stop and turn around but they don't yeah it's great well maybe that's why like we said at the beginning where if i was at that gas station yeah i would not have stopped there you know we say john we say um oh let's not stop there i'll pee in the woods yeah i'm not gonna stop at that gas station no gas, dirty old guy? Yeah, yeah I don't need to get gas from that place. I'm let's, fine. Let's avoid the harbinger. Let's avoid the harbinger. If someone comes out spitting tobacco at me, no way. Well, sadly, blonde girl. Um, She was sawed in half. She was so, No, I think she was sawed from head up. Oh, I thought they were aiming towards the midsection. It seemed to me because the eyes were um like right here. And then when we saw the blood, it was above her face. Yeah. Perhaps, who knows? Maybe she was sawed in half. Who knows? But uh, I want to believe she was sawed in half. I'm pretty sure we see her decapitated head later. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. And the boyfriend's still alive. Yeah, Thor is just watching it. Thor is watching it, maybe kind of into it. As Thor always watches the destruction of innocence. Perhaps he has a husband bulge. <laughs> which is from a line from the movie. Yes, her Sir, father was getting a husband bold. As he was doing the, the cutting of the flesh. Gross. Gross. Okay, let's keep going. Beer. Well, yeah, obviously. Tostinos. No. And fritos. Tostitos. Tostitos. And Fritos cheese dip. Ma'am, that is money right there. That is well, really good. Goes good with beer and a movie. It goes good with uh, Prosecco and a movie, I gotta tell you right now. I'm reminded so much of college. So, 
<laughs> a lot has happened and it's not not as much has happened. We are at what time? One hour and one minute. One hour and one minute in. We've had some deaths. Yeah, Thor. We've had the first death, which was the sexy young thing. Oh, the blonde lady. She got decapitated for yes. being too sexy. And we saw her boobs and that's what the people down under wanted. Mm-hmm. Then we lost our beloved comedian, the stoner. Yes. Who found a camera. In a lamp. And thought he was on a reality TV show. He, he's the one that keeps saying puppeteers. Yes. There's a slight mention of there being something wrong with like the, the chemicals with that dude that may come back. Okay. And so who's next that died? Thor. Thor died. Our beautiful Chris Hemsworth. Yes. He, Poor Chris Hemsworth. They, so there's a very tight moment where... Apparently the basement people were supposed to have blown, like the maintenance was supposed to have blown a tunnel and they hadn't. Yeah. Otherwise the Winnebago people would have gotten away and the tunnel blow gets blown at the last second. So Mr. Doback has to hotwire it together? Yep. And so... Think, do they ever mention his real or his name in the movie? No, I don't think so. I'm going to call him... Probably Mr. Smith or something. I think it's one of those. I'm going to call him Mr. Doback. Mr. Doback from the Step... We should probably watch that right after this. We, we just, just watched, watched it. it. I know, it's really good though. Maybe just side J. So, <laughs> so Chris Hemsworth decides to save the day by getting on his motorcycle, which we saw on the back of the Winnebago, which is really the only reason to have a Winnebago, so you can have your motorcycle on the back. Apparently. Why you would need it for your cat trip to the cabin in the woods is anybody's guess. So he's going to just jump this 30-foot gorge. And he looks like he's going to make it. He's so close to making it. And then he hit a force field. A force field that was really cool looking. I like that it, it's, it's got... hexagonal, like a yeah. chicken wire fence. Or like maybe like a... It's got like a beehive situation. Yeah, that's hexagonal, like yeah. a chicken wire fence. Or, or a beehive. And so he goes... And you can tell that the beehive hexagonal chicken wire fence force field goes all the way down to the bottom of the gorge. Yeah, it's... Lighten up like a bug zapper as he hits it over So, and over again. our sexy fellow from Grey's Anatomy that has three names, which I think ends with... Is he Jesse Williams? Is that his name? Yes, Jesse Williams. Yeah, he's got some third middle name or something that's That was fancy. just because Wikipedia lists your whole name, but oh, I think does? he goes by Jesse Williams. Okay. So, Jesse Williams is like, we gotta stick together. You gotta come down to the, the virgin girl who is saying that... She's not really a virgin, but she boned a professor, but... He's like, I can't take it. It's all puppets. And he's like, I need you to take it together. Keep it together. Sweet boy. They've just been making out. What happens? He takes a knife to the throat. Knife to the throat. And it looks like we're paused at a moment in which this Winnebago looks like it's going over a ravine to end it all. Except. Well, there's 34 minutes left in this movie. I can't wait to see what happens. But I'm mostly excited about having more of these uh, Tostinos and Fritos. She's dip. Tostitos. Well, Tostitos. Tostinos are. Tostitos. Totinos is the... I can't eat those because I'm tomatoes. But I would love to if they had some tomato-free pizza rolls. Oh, I wonder if there are some, I think. We got a really amazing air fryer slash, like, oven. Ninja foodie air fryer. Ninja foodie air fryer for the wedding. And I bet that would cook the heck out of some Totinos pizza rolls if I could eat pizza rolls. We'll find out when we get home. (laughs) Love you. Love you, listeners. Sorry. All right, let's keep going. So, hear me out. Okay. I don't know if this is the Mandela effect. 
Okay. Getting a conspiracy theory. I have a conspiracy theory. Amy Aker is in this film, and she plays a character that's a kind of another scientist. Oops, sorry, hit the thing. She plays another scientist, and she's the one that's been kind of on the other two main dudes' butts about it. Like, oh, these other pieces have failed, and, you know, like, this is really serious, blah, blah, blah. But I remember her being super pregnant in this movie. I, Maybe not the actress, but I felt like the actual character was played as pregnant. Okay. And that was part of it. Her name is Wendy Lynn, is the name of the character. But I, I swear, I think this chick was pregnant in the, sh- in, the, in the movie, in the original version of it that I saw. I can't speak And that's to that. what made what, what is about to happen even worse. Because not only was she pregnant, she was like super pregnant. Like, the kind of pregnant that it's like, this chick is super pregnant. But now she's thin. And this version of it we're seeing. And I just can't help but wonder, like, am I... And I've seen this movie three times. Did they change it so that she's skinny? I don't think and so. And not pregnant? Or am I gone insane? I think you've gone insane. Well, that's not very nice. So, what's happened, Mr. Jombie? Well, we're an hour and 19 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And the two heroes of the movie have found the underground base mm-hmm. and they have unleashed all the nightmare creatures from within the cubes of solitude mm-hmm. and they are destroying everything in their wake sounds pretty great yes it's now, actually very well done too it's kind of silly to have a purge all nightmare creatures button it is well that was <clears throat> it was a switch and a button it was a switch, a few switches and a button where we just were like, hey. Hey, by the way, I think we could have just watched this on Hulu. No, you need an add-on subscription. Oh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> we bought it because I, I've seen this movie a lot. I'm pretty sure I own it somewhere else. It's, I, I don't know if it's in the house somewhere. I went through and cataloged all of our DVDs. I know, but we bought more DVDs since then. And I don't yeah, think, and I, I just think put them back in. I'm gonna have to recatalog. You gotta that. find the ones that I, I don't put in, particularly when you weren't paying attention. What, um, what? Nothing. I didn't do anything. <laughs> anyway, so we just bought it online. I'm pretty sure I also own Amazon Prime. I don't think you've ever cataloged the ones I own. I own on Amazon Prime. No, I did not. I own. So I we've got some ones. mysteries going on, but I'm pretty sure she was pregnant, and they've like CGI'd her not I being don't pregnant. Think that would be done. I don't know. I, I think you are misremembering. I think that you were sleeping the whole time you originally saw this 10 years ago, so you can't be trusted. I still think you're missing. Dear listener, if you remember, uh, she also played Fred on... Uh, Fred? She played Fred on the TV show Angel, but if you remember Wendy Lynn... <clears throat> that's the name of the character. <clears throat> if you remember Wendy Lynn, the character, played by Amy... Something whose just name just fell is, off. Is her middle name Pause? Oh my God! And her Played last name by with a question your mark. But Amy, okay, you're such a butthole. Wendy Lynn is played by Amy Aker, who also played Fred on the TV show Angel. I'm pretty sure her character was super pregnant in this movie originally. If you remember this, please send us a tweet or an Instagram or a Facebook message at our at our. Facebook stuff at up to an ID that is with uh, the two, two, the number two, or and up I, to and including death at gmail.com. If you don't reply, I will assume that you have gone crazy. 
please don't let my husband think that I'm crazy because I'm pretty sure that means that I don't know. I we live in the Upper Peninsula. I don't know if like 1920s rules works here, where you could just you know send me away. Well, I don't. Maybe. I hope not. All right, let's. Oh. Well, if if you don't hear the next episode of this coming up pretty soon, or if soon, it's just me by myself, if it's just John, if it's just John by himself and his and and Trish is suddenly absent or replaced by someone that sounds a lot like you, but a like you pretending to be a girl, <laughs> let's hear your Trish voice. Let's hear it. No. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> just you saying no all the time. No, you gotta. No, you have to guess if that was me saying no or me doing an impression of you saying no. Oh, it you're... It was meta. He was so meta. Just like this movie. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Well, John... Yes, Trish. Husband. Wife. That is the end of the film. Yes. So, and I have several important questions for you. Oh, for me? For you personally, husband. Okay. So... One of them is, if you're given the choice of dying or murdering someone that's your friend for the sake of all humanity, or letting all humanity die and burn, which do you choose? Uh, you and yourself or your friend for all of humanity? What if it's one of your kids? What if it's like you gotta kill your kid in order to save all humanity? I wouldn't be able to do it. So goodbye yeah. humanity. Yeah, goodbye humanity. Okay, so like the the we have to kill the the stoner in yeah. order to get to the end of the world, or in order to not have the end of the world. That's correct. And the question is, are these gods real? Well, yeah, they're totally real. They definitely kill everybody and blah 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 blah. Who do you think the gods represent, mister? Well, I said the old creatures that used to rule the earth. They were much worse than the other when the other originalists. Do you think they perhaps represent the viewer of the horror movie? Or dinosaurs. Or dinosaurs. Okay, but there was a hand involved, so the hand shoves up through the cabin and smooshes. Sigourney Weaver, we got to see her. Beautiful yes. Sigourney Weaver. From Weaver? Ali- Weaver. Weaver. From Aliens. From Alien and Aliens. Um, and she she done got uh, she done got killed by a zombie. Yeah. By an axe to the head. Yeah. And then pushed into the pit of the old gods. Along with the zombie girl mm-hmm. with the one arm. Uh, and so what I really love about this movie is it's another horror movie that plays around with the trope of horror movies, right? And they really bring home that we have to have these kids suffer. They have to be suffered. They have to suffer because of their youth, because of placating the old gods. Who are the old gods? Why do we have to follow these certain type of rhythms, right? Well, the rhythm that we placate the gods with depends upon the culture, Right? Yeah, because they have that Japanese one that fails all the time because they win. No, the Japanese had a perfect score. Yeah. They always won. Yes. Except for this once. Yeah. And so, and what you require is certain things, but obviously, like, the Japanese one was happening, was taking place, it was a ghost in a schoolhouse, and all these kids are like, they looked all all like little girls in an all-girls school in Japan. So clearly you didn't have the main characters of the whore, the 
uh, the fool, the athlete, the scholar, and the yeah. virgin because they're all schoolgirls, right? So there's different tropes for different cultures. In American culture, which is where this takes place, we have those particular tropes, but in Japanese culture, there'd be different ones. There was the Swedish ones. The Swedes apparently don't do well at all. Maybe they have bad tropes. Yeah. And the idea is, though, you have to have suffering and you have to have a really good story that plays along the particular beats of the narrative that's required. And we spoke about this recently, especially in Wrong Turn and other things, where a lot of us... I think this was a real turning point for me personally, watching this movie and realizing how important those beats are when you're watching a story, when you're watching a a horror movie, there are particular beats that are given that are delicious to watch. They're, they're, they're entertaining. You kind of want them to go there. And when it is taken from you, it's a frustrating thing. Yeah. They need more of the dirty harbinger. Oh, man. Like the crazy guy on Friday the 13th. Yeah. You're all doomed. You're all doomed. I'm in your I'm in your pantry dooming you. We need that foreshadowing. The crazy yes. old guy. Well, if you just listen to him, yes. none of this would happen. Well, and I think of something like, when we think about the way in which culture shift, where we saw The Gate. Yeah. And I think The Gate is a perfectly fine horror movie. And it's not, it's like a horror movie version of Goonies. Yeah. Where Goonies is, is scary. I think it's just legitimately scary in certain places. But The Gate is definitely the horror movie version, but nobody dies. Yeah, it doesn't follow the beats. But I think it follows enough of a... It follows a different type of trope. I think it follows the Goonies trope of the, you know, a bunch of kids together trying to solve mysteries and getting into trouble kind of thing. Yeah. But it's also a horror movie. Yeah, it's the Stranger Things of... 1988. Yeah, it's like what Stranger Things is. is basically like someone saw that and thought, ah, oh, we should just do that, but now. Yeah. But based in 1988. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was such a very fascinating thing, thinking about horror movies. And really, if you think of all movies that have to follow a trope, if you watch a romantic movie, it follows tropes, it follows, if you watch and, and has certain beats. Yeah, like you know who's going to fall in love in a romantic movie. You know in a Hallmark movie, you're going to have a busy business person going into a small town to open up their family shop. Yeah, and you know in a horror movie, who's going to die. Yeah. And who's the final girl. You don't see a lot of Hallmark movies that involve going to a cabin in the woods. I don't see many Hallmark movies at all. Well, I just want to return to Brewers Bruce for a second. I am now drinking water. I am still on the UP with beer, KBC. But I'm, less, I'm drinking Glacier Clear. <laughs> and a shout out to, I think, Emily. He went out and bought a case of water. I don't know who bought this water. Maybe it was like you for the uh, wedding. No, somebody else. Well, I bought, I bought a case of water that disappeared almost immediately. And somebody yeah. else went to the store and got another one. Shout out to whoever went to the store and bought more water during our wedding. I thanked them at the wedding, but I cannot remember who it was. Jeff, maybe? It might have been Jeff, but it was somebody. Yeah, someone got this. I don't know what this brand is. I think it's a store brand. Yeah, it's pretty good, and I feel very hydrated. I really like this movie, John. I did as well. Let's do... I'm sorry, go ahead. I can see why I gave it an 8. Yeah? Is it it still a solid 8? I think it's still a solid 8. Do you think this time you're going to remember more of it? I think so. So... What is your grossest corner? Yes, that's right. 
Gross is my middle name, and we're not getting rid of Gross's Corner. What is your Gross's Corner? Um, I would say when all the mythical beasts are unleashed, yeah. and like it's just bloody windows and mm-hmm. people getting ripped apart and stuff. So, so it wasn't one moment. It was like three minutes of absolute carnage. I think that my Gross's Corner is a couple things. One, I think the main one is there's a scene when she realizes, like, our girl, main ingenue character, the virgin character, who's not really a virgin, but Sigourney Weaver says we take what we can get. Um, So she's slamming her hands against the wall when she realizes that it's all, like, that they chose their own fate, that they were forced to choose their own fate. And she has blood on her hands, but I think the implication is that she's hitting the glass so hard that she's literally cutting her hands through the impact, like she's sitting it yeah. so hard. So I thought that was pretty gross because all you can I can think about after that is like it's got to be hard to grip things. You yeah, know, so it's got to be hard to grip. I mean, there are some pretty good, funny murders and deaths. I definitely think that that their things have been changed and that pregnant chick was made unpregnant in this version. I think you're remembering wrong. I think that you're remembering wrong. Nope. Okay. We had Gross's Corner. We had Brewer's Brews. We watched a fantastic movie. That we did. I really like this movie a lot. I think it's funny. I think it's really funny. And I think it's it's one of those things where I can see a lot of viewers. I mean, it's still 72% is not bad, but it's odd to have such a high critic score and not a high viewer score. But I could see a lot of people thinking this is more cerebral than they actually are. And maybe this is me being academic. I'm like, it's not that academic. But I just think it's like, yeah, it's like making a big, it's just making a point about the nature of the film. I think Tucker and Dale versus Evil is another such film. We got to do that someday for this podcast. Maybe next season. Season two, which starts at episode 137. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right, honey. Well, I think there's only one thing left to do, except besides to plug the fact that Tomorrow, you and I are going to be filming a very special podcast. We're not filming anything. We'll be recording. We're going to be recording a very special podcast that might actually come out before this recording. Would you like to tell the people about it? Oh, it's going to come out before this? I don't know. We'll figure it out. uh, We're going to start our bonus pod. A pod within a pod. We're going to be watching Supernatural! Yes. we got to come up with a cool name like Supernatural and you. Uh, My husband... My wife this and is, Sam and Dean. This is too on the on the spot for anything. Okay, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. And I think that people just need to really just stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. 
Copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Share-Alike license. Thank you, Stefan.